something, actually stashed, actually attending a review and knit-alongs and giveaways. Hi guys, today is Saturday, February the 13th, 2016, and I'm super excited to be recording today. I have a lot of really fun things to fill you guys in on. It's been a couple of weeks since I recorded. I dropped the episode a little bit midway, so there wouldn't be so much time in between, um, but I have a lot of knitting and a lot of fun to catch up with you guys about. So I'm excited to be here, and I hope you are too. If you've listened before, thank you so much for coming back to listen again, and if you're new, welcome, and I hope you enjoy the episode. So actually finished, guys, I have four finished objects to talk about tonight, and I am super excited about all of them. The first and most exciting one, if you've listened before, obviously you know, is the scoreboard scarf. So um, my Denver Broncos won Super Bowl 50, which was awesome and amazing and so much fun. Um, I have a 13-year-old boy who loves his Broncos and loves Peyton Manning more than anything in the world. And actually has um, a hat that he got signed by Peyton Manning at training camp. I think I've talked about this on the episode before, but I take the kids to training camp for the Broncos every summer because Bronco tickets are exorbitantly expensive, not really in our family budget, and so training camp is free, super kid-friendly. If you live in Denver or the Front Range or you, um, and you, especially if you have kids, training camp is so kid-friendly. They really try to make it fun for the kids, and every year we go, Every year, my 13-year-old gets autographs, usually from the defense, which, frankly, this year, pretty awesome because our defense is killer. Um, But Peyton Manning will always pick one small section, and he will go, and he will uh, sign autographs. And this year, we just lucked out, and we just happened to be sitting in the section that he came to, and my son got an autograph from him. And he also has a signed Von Miller jersey. When Von Miller was a rookie... He did a signing of autographs at like a Kinko's in Denver. And my brother went, bless his heart, and went to Target and bought a Von Miller jersey and ran to this Kinko's and stood in line, I think for two hours, and got this jersey signed for my son, who at the time was probably like nine or ten. So uh, he's a big fan. And when they lost in the Super Bowl to the Seahawks a couple years ago, it crushed his little heart and he cried and cried and so we headed into the Super Bowl very very excited but very 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 superstitious so all season I have been knitting his scoreboard scarf and if you're new to the podcast or haven't heard me talk about this before this was a knit along there's a pattern um, online it's a free pattern and the premise is that you knit one row for every point that your team scores in one color and then one row in an alternating color like the Broncos are orange and blue. So I would knit one orange round for every point scored by the Broncos and one blue round for their opponents and then I was knitting the number of games in gray. Um, So this thing became very superstitious. My son decided that they would only win when I was sitting on the couch in my spot knitting his scarf and it's been really a lot of fun it was a ton of knitting but honestly it was it was great because it gave me a reason to be sitting on the couch and hanging out with him and watching the game every week which is a really fun way to spend a Sunday afternoon or evening and uh had I known at the beginning of the season that they were going to win the Super Bowl uh it would have made it just all that much more worth it so now he's got this great 
souvenir from Super Bowl 50 and his team won and it was amazing and fun and great and uh, I couldn't be happier. But the scarf, you guys, is insane. <laughs> so I knit this out of uh, Knit Picks Comfy, which is their cotton and acrylic base. And it, it was perfect for this because he, he probably wouldn't wear it if it was itchy. And um, it's, a, it's a nice cotton and acrylic. Um, it's soft. It was not terribly uncomfortable to knit with cotton sometimes is not people's favorite but it was fine it didn't bother my hands or anything uh, I would never again attempt to do this particular thing in worsted weight yarn because my kid's scarf before the game and I have not uh, measured the finished scarf but his scarf was 12 feet two and a half inches long before I knit the score of the Super Bowl so it's crazy, but he loves it. There are pictures on Instagram. I'll put pictures in the show notes in case you're not on Instagram. And there's pictures on my Ravelry project page too. So it's adorable. You can see my very, very happy child wearing his really goofy scarf. And I took pictures of him like laying down with the thing on the floor. And he's all a four foot eight, you know, 70 pound kid in this giant long scarf. So he loves it. He's been wearing it all the time. It's like 60 degrees here today. And he's uh, all wrapped up in his big old scarf. So it's totally worth every minute of all the knitting that went in it. I knit the words Super Bowl 50 into the scarf. And so that was one of the things that I've been working on a lot since the last time I recorded was I needed to get caught up to all of the games that led up to the Super Bowl. So all of the regular season and all of the playoffs. I think the last time I recorded I had part of one regular season game and then all of the last game, I think that was against the Chargers, and then they played Pittsburgh and New England in the playoffs, and I had to knit both of those, and then I had to knit this little band that said Super Bowl 50. So I got all of that done, maybe like the Friday before the Super Bowl, and I was ready to go. And then we are, again, super superstitious around here. So he was not okay with me knitting anything that was not Bronco-related during the game. So I cast on and I was working also in parallel a hat for him that um, it'll be blue and then there will be orange for the Bronco wins and blue for the opponent wins, which there were not many. Um, but I knit just kind of a ribbed band and it's just going to be a beanie with a big old pom-pom. I bought a jumbo pom-pom maker because you guys who listen regularly know that I am a little obsessed with pom-poms these days. Um, but I knit on that so I really didn't get much past the ribbing um but that way while we were waiting for the first score to happen or when I would catch up and we'd have a little bit of downtime where nobody had scored I could have something Bronco related to be knitting during the game because we we meaning Jack had decided that it was super 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 important that I be knitting Bronco stuff so that they would win <laughs> so anyways it was a blast I was so excited and I was like knitting like crazy to finish it up. And you guys who watched the game might recall that they scored eight points towards the very end of the game. And so I was knitting like crazy, like trying to get that done. And then the game ended and I was like, okay, I'm like finished with this and I'm going to do a three needle bind off and close this tube up and hand it to my kid. And I closed it up and I handed it over and I was like, why is that all lumpy on the bottom? Yeah, so I knit the last of the stuff in 
orange, close it up through the blind off. Well, what I had been doing all the way along was to keep the contrasting color out of the way, I would just stick it down inside the tube. So I stuck the blue down inside the tube, sealed that sucker up. <laughs> so I had to take it back from him after a little while, undo the 3D bind off, take the skein of blue yarn out of the inside of the scarf, and then bind it off again. But it was funny. It was great. He he loves it very much. And like I said, I'm I'm really happy. It was a lot of knitting, but when you see the kind of enthusiasm from a kid he's at my parents tonight for a sleepover and he could not wait to show it to my mom and my brother and his cousin and he just wanted everybody to see his little scarf so totally great um I think I'm on the hook now to do one next year but that's okay um because it was really fun and if he wants another one I'm happy to make him another one and I will use sport weight yarn next year. I don't think he'll let me get away with fingering, but we're not doing another 12 foot long scarf. So that was my first finished object. And that's been just, just oodles of fun around here. The second thing that I finished was a pair of vanilla socks. So you guys might recall that I was knitting a pair of socks with some yarn that I had dyed. This was just a Knit Pick Stroll Bear that I had picked up at one point and, and attempted to do some self-striping with. So um, my goal had been, I had four really vibrant colors. It was like a Caribbean blue and berry crush and a, might be chartreuse. It's a very bright green. And then there was another pink that I think is called like hot magenta. And I wanted to alternate that with navy blue stripes. And I was using my warping board to try to create like bundles on the pegs and I got that all wrapped up and then I got the sections mixed up and they do not alternate so I wanted like navy blue bright color navy blue bright color and I ended up with like navy blue navy blue bright color bright color but it had been sitting I had wrapped it up in the cute like um, gobstopper ball where I had alternated colors while I was winding the ball and it, it had been sitting there on my shelf for a little while looking cute and I was ready for some new socks so I cast those on a while ago and um, I finished those up recently and they're actually very comfortable. I know a lot of people um, aren't thrilled with Knit Picks yarn, but I find it very serviceable in a lot of cases and these are quite comfortable socks. So I was very, very excited about them and they are finished and I have pictures so I will post pictures in the show notes, but they turned out really cute. I did an afterthought heel. The other change that I made from sort of my regular sock pattern is generally I knit a um, an inch of one by one rib I usually do a twisted rib on the cuff of the sock and I do about an inch and then I knit a three by one rib down the leg of the sock and uh, one of the things I noticed from sock architecture is she does a very long ribbing and so I added I would say I added, I'm probably at two and a half to three inches on the cuff of my sock. And that's going to be my new go-to because I feel like that'll hold the socks up a little bit better. And sometimes I feel like I am kind of racing to get done with the one by one rib so that I can move on to the three by one rib, which is faster. But I like the look of it and I'm going to do that on all of my socks going forward. So that was a second finished object. 
The third one um, was I finished my younger son's Force Awakens hat. So I have knit now three of these hats. The first one I knit was for myself. And I did that. They're all knit out of um, Knit Picks Wool of the Andes Sport. And I have been knitting them for my family. So I knit my one for myself in a dark gray, a light gray, and a pink that's called Rouge. And then I knit one for my older son, and that was black as the main color. And then the dark gray that's the same as mine as the second color, and a sort of a chartreuse green. I think it might be. I think it might be Peapod, um, but anyways, it's a bright green, um, and then I had been working on my younger son's hat for a while, and I, with the Super Bowl thing, and the color work is not something that I can knit on all the time, because I really do have to focus and concentrate on it. I feel like I'm learning a lot as I knit the color work, and I'm getting a lot better at it, which is great, but I still can't do it when I'm doing anything else that requires any of my attention, so... I wanted to finish that up because I do um, intend to give one to my little nephew who turned seven last week and my, my kids are actually having a sleepover with him at my, my mom's house right this minute. Uh, so I had to finish Ben's before I could start Abe's. So Ben's is done. It is black as the main color, light gray as the alternating color number one, and then um, a a light blue as the alternating color number two. I kind of wish I had picked something that had a little bit more contrast because it doesn't stand out nearly as much. The Stormtroopers and the TIE Fighters don't stand out nearly as much as they do on my hat or on Jack's, but Benny loves it. Benny's easygoing, so uh, bless his heart. He's really happy with it. He had me knit in the words Star Wars instead of the words The Force Awakens, and yesterday I finished it up and I said... You know, do you want me to, I said, normally what mommy would do is I would soak it and I would let it dry and it would kind of smooth out all the bumps and whatever, or you could just wear it. We could soak it another time. And he was like, nope, wearing it. Got it. Give it to me. My hat wearing it right now. So that was cute. And tonight when we were at my parents, I did show my little nephew his hat, which, um, which will be the same green as Jack's and then the gray, the two shades of gray like mine. I'm a little bit worried about the the gray and the green not contrasting enough as well, but we'll see how that goes, and I can probably adjust now that he, he knows he's getting one. He's very excited. He saw the boys' hats, but uh, now that I know I'm not going to get it done in time, and it's going to be, like, beautiful weather here coming up the next two weeks, like 10-day forecast. I don't think it gets below 50 degrees, so it's not wool hat weather right this minute, um, although we may still have some wool hat weather in our future because it's Colorado and you just can never tell. But it's not like um, I need to get it to him urgently now. So he knows he's getting it, and he's very excited. And so that'll be one that I keep working on. And then the last one, guys, I'm going to cheat a little. I'm going to call this a finished object because I am going to finish it while I talk to you. I'm actually kitchenering the toe on a sock right this minute. And I'm going to talk about the yarn a little bit more in the actually stashed segment because this is yarn I bought since the last time that we talked. So that is it for things I've finished. Actually working. So it's surprising that I have things that I'm working on besides all of those finished things that I just talked about, but I do have some stuff that I'm pretty excited about that I wanted to tell you guys about. So a couple of quick things. I 
have uh, today was um, basketball day Saturday and so I keep in my car my husband's socks for this year again these are vanilla socks that I am knitting for him out of yarn that I dyed over the summer I originally had planned it for uh, my son and then he was not that interested in the color when it was finished out but I had done six or seven different blues actually I have the sock here so I had done six or seven different blues and everything from kind of like there's one that I have that's called hydrangea there's one that's called baby blue eyes there's one that's kind of a denim blue there's two different purples and I think I talked about these before so one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I have seven different blues on the sock um, and they really run the gamut they're so pretty the two purples are next to each other and they are way too similar so to my eye like right now sitting at my desk under bright light I can see the difference when I was knitting them a couple weeks ago at basketball I definitely could not see the difference but these are my live in my car project they came in tonight because they were sitting in my purse and uh, these will be my husband's socks for this year. So again, I did that longer cuff, which I'm hopeful that he will like. And I just today put in the lifeline for the afterthought heel. So I'm very excited about these. Uh, it's always fun for me to knit up yarn that I dyed. And I think it's pretty cute. These are very, very, very long stripes too. So they're a self-striping sock, but each... Each uh, color is at least an inch. In some cases, I think they are closer to inch and a half, two inches, but they're great. And when I showed them to him today, because he picked the yarn from several different ones that I had, he was super excited when I showed them to him. So they will get a lot of wear. It is only February, and I've got a half sock done for my husband. So you guys, this is not going to be a Christmas sock crisis. I think I have broken out of that mode. So more on those, I'm sure. They, like I said, they live. They usually live in my car. They certainly come to me with me to basketball, and so they're just kind of getting a little bit of love here and there. Um, I've already talked about Abe's hat and the Bronco hat, so those are really the main things that got um, worked on this time. Actually, stashed. You guys, I have some really fun stories, stash-related stories this time. So I've been looking forward to telling you guys all about a couple of neat things that happened. Um, one of the best things that I have done fiber-wise in the last couple weeks is two weeks ago today, I went on a little field trip with a couple of local knitting friends that I had just met recently. So um, when we had Knit Nosh, I had a really nice conversation with one of the gals who was there who listens. Hi, Sarah. And um, Sarah is a knitter from Fort Collins, Colorado, which is just north of me, who is thinking about starting a video podcast. So we had made plans to have kind of a yarn date and go to one of the local yarn shops. We ended up going to the Loop U, and then we were going to grab coffee after. And we reached out to Emily Straw from Knitting Butterflies podcast, and uh, turned out she was available that day, and so she came with us as well. And we had the most fun afternoon so those of you who have listened for a while know that you know part of the reason that i started the podcast and certainly part of the rush was because i really wanted to get to know local people who love knitting as much as i do and these two girls absolutely fit the bill it was really great to spend an afternoon with people who 
um, I think what I would, what I was thinking earlier was it's like people who are like a capital K knitter, not because I think that I'm like such a great knitter or anything, but because knitting is a part of my day, like every single day. And when I think about what do I want to do, what do I want to accomplish in my day? Like yarn is a part of that every single day. And I don't, I don't have a lot of knitter friends. I have some knitter friends and that's fantastic, but it was so great to go out and spend the day with two people who who love the thing that I love. So we had a blast. So my goofy story is I had not been to the Loopy U. It was on my list. I went the day that I went up to my sister knits, which was um, I don't know in the fall. I think my son was at a birthday party, and I was gonna try to make it to both, and I never did because I was uh, completely enamored with my sister knits and spent a couple maybe even like a couple of hours up there. So I hadn't been to Libby U and I had to go to Raleigh for work last week and I was worried about the weather. So we went up on a Saturday um, to the Libby U and I was flying, I was supposed to fly on Monday and Monday we got a foot of snow. So I was not sure that I was going to get out on this flight. I was pretty sure it was going to be like delayed and it was going to be a whole mess. And so I thought, what I really need to get me through this flight and everything is some self-striping sock yarn. I'm just going to buy some sock yarn that I love and I'm going to knit myself a pair of socks. And that way, no matter how long I'm stuck, at least I'll be happy because I'll have something fabulous to knit. And this is the part of the story where I'm like kind of a fool. So I'm like, I wonder if the Loopy U has self-striping sock yarn. Now, if any of you have been to Loopy U at this point, you're like, Becky, you're such a dork. Like, of course they do. But I didn't know I hadn't been there. So I went on the website. I was looking, and they have a beautiful selection of self-striping sock yarn. So at that point, I'm like, okay, this is going to be great. This will be fine. Um, that's my mission when we get up to Loopy U is I'm going to buy some self-striping sock yarn. So I got up there. I was maybe like five minutes early or something. I walk into the store, and you guys, if you are in Colorado, if you're in the front range, if you're planning to be in the front range, go to the Loopy U. <laughs> and if you're not, they actually have a great online store and there's all sorts of fun things with their rewards program that I will talk about in a minute. So if you're looking for something special, check out the Loopy U website. So I got in there and it's a like yarn heaven. There were so many great yarns. There were so many yarns that I had not seen in person before. There were, um, it was just like an abundance of choices. And so I was thrilled. So I was there to get some, some self-striping sock yarn. It took me a very long time to decide um, what to buy. So Emily and Sarah joined me and I think we spent about an hour and a half in the store. And it was, like I said, you guys, it was so much fun because it was great to just be there with other people who are really passionate about the craft and really enjoyed it. And we were able to, you know, just wander around and touch all the yarn and talk about the things we had knit with and the things that we wanted to knit with. And we had a blast. So they also sell fabric at Loopy U. So we also spent quite a bit of time checking out the fabric section. I think all three of us ended up buying fabric for project bags. And I'll talk about my fabric before I talk about the yarn. So I got this cute little, there was a cute little bundle of fabric 
it was probably a yard or two, and I ended up having them just cut me, I think, a half a yard. But my cousin, who is um, a junior at the University of Colorado in Boulder, is in London studying this semester, and we miss her a lot. She is very much, you know, part of our family. She was the kid's nanny last summer, and, you know, she spends she just spends a lot of time with us. We miss her a lot. But she's having this great adventure in London, and I found this little bundle of fabric they didn't have a bolt left of it anymore and it had like the double-decker buses and little British flags and little um like the phone booths from London it was super cute and then Emily found a really cute contrasting fat quarter for me that went with that so I got fabric to make Caitlin a project bag she just started knitting in the fall and I dyed her some yarn for Christmas, and she's very enthusiastic about it. I haven't decided if I'm going to try to make her this project bag and send it to her while she's there in London, or if I'm going to wait and give it to her when she gets home as kind of like a reminder, because she's having like so much fun, and it's been really fun to sort of watch from afar her having this, this great adventure. But anyways, that was perfect, and I was very excited about that. And then I found another little section of um, fabric that was a turquoise blue, which is the color that I always, always end up getting. But it had um, birds on wheels. And at first I thought they were bicycle wheels. And then we ended up talking about like, gosh, what the heck do you think those are? But I just really loved it. I loved the color. I love anything with bicycles on it. It is supposed to be 60 degrees this week. So with any luck, I will get out on my own bicycle this week. So that was just a little bit of fabric for me. And then I did finally, after a lot of deliberation, pick out some sock yarn for myself. So I bought some Fiber Nymph Dye Works Inversibles. And I, I had never seen this yarn before, and the concept of it is just so stinking cute. So basically what you end up with is two 200-yard skeins of self-striping yarn, and mine are... The color is Red Hot Chili Pepper, um, and then there's a purple. And the Red Hot Chili Pepper is this great pinky orange colored yarn. Um, it's really vibrant, not not neon, but almost like a, a really bright coral color. And then there's a purple, and while I'm talking, I'll look up the name of the purple. It's definitely got a beautiful kettle dyed look to it so there's a lot of depth to the color but what you end up with is I have one skein that is a thick stripe of purple and a thin stripe of orange and another skein that is a thick stripe of orange and a thin stripe of purple so you end up with a pair of socks that are the in inverse of each other hence the name inversibles and they were so cute and they had a really nice selection of colors it took me a really long time to pick what I wanted, but I was very, very excited about it. So this was my um, my Raleigh airplane knitting yarn, and I did, my flights got like all screwed up. So Sunday night, it hadn't even started snowing yet. They canceled my flight because of the snow. So I didn't end up flying out until Tuesday night, and then Tuesday night we had mechanical problems, and I got stuck on the ground in Denver for a couple of hours. And it was fine because I had my beautiful, beautiful socks. So the colors, actually, the, the purple is called Vil Vivid Violet, and the orange is Red Hot Chili Pepper. 
and I knit these on the plane and I got most of the way through the leg of my purple and orange sock on the flight out and I finished the heel and toe and foot of the sock on the flight back and then I cast on my orange and purple sock on the, the flight back. I had to stop through Tampa on my way home so I, I had more knitting time on the way home because I wasn't direct. So anyways, they are adorable. I love them so much. I want I want all the colors of this yarn. Um, and right this minute, I am picking out the lifeline and getting ready to put in my afterthought heel on my orange and purple sock. So I didn't, I think I counted this as finished, but it'll certainly be finished tonight. I'll probably wear these socks tomorrow. And I love them. So check it out. Fiber Nymph Fiber Nymph Dye Works Inversible Sets is what it's called, and you can get them on the LibU website. The other thing that I bought while I was there, so Emily and, and Sarah live up in the Loveland Fort Collins area, so they get up to LibU all the time, and it was my first time there, so they were kind of like showing me the ropes while we were there. So the LibU does these great... Um, their own set of yarns and they call them loopy hues and apparently there are a couple of cool things one of which is if you are in their rewards program uh, one of the things that it builds up to is when you've bought enough yarn from them and we all know that I do not have issues with buying yarn uh, they'll take a picture and send like you get to send in a picture and they'll take that picture, and I believe it's Lorna's laces, but but they have a colorway hand-dyed for you. So you, you can see their own brand of yarn, and then some of them are custom-made colorways based on people who have just bought a lot of yarn from them, which I think is, like, the coolest idea. I'd never heard of this. I thought it was so, so neat, and it was really fun to get to check out all the different kinds of um colors that they had come up with from this little program. So I ended up buying, um, it's not one of the customer colorways, but they had this great Loopy Hues set that was teals. <laughs> and so that was the one that I bought. And so it's five mini skeins, fingering weight yarn. This is 535 yards. And it's a beautiful gradient set. So, so there are five different teal-based hues in this. Um, it's it's wound up like it's one skein of yarn, but when I unwind it, it's going to be five mini skeins. So I'm definitely going to take that, and I'm going to use it to knit a Martina Baim shawl. I haven't decided exactly which one. It might be Hitchhiker, but hers tend to call for fingering weight yarn, and then in a yardage that is more than one skein of fingering weight yarn they usually tend to be you know calling for about 500 yards of uh, fingering weight yarn so that's that's what I'm going to do with this I'm not quite sure what I'm going to cast on or when but I love it it's so pretty and it is a 80% superwash merino 20% nylon fingering weight yarn so again this was known as hand dyed exclusively for the loopy U by Lorna's Laces, and you can get this on the website. So I'll link to that in the show notes, but lots of fun stuff, and I really admire um, the colors and things from Lorna's Laces. So 
this was just a really fun thing to to get to check out. So after our shopping extravaganza, Sarah and Emily and I went out for coffee and we spent like another, I don't know, hour, hour and a half just um, knitting and chatting and we had a lovely afternoon. So that was super great for me. Like I said, one of the things when I started this whole kind of adventure about making fiber more part of my everyday, my hope was that I would get to meet more knitters and make some friends and I really do feel like they are friends that I will spend time with again. So if you guys are listening, thank you both. And I can't wait for us to do it again very, 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 very soon. Um, so the other thing that I have from a stash perspective, I talked last time about the fact that I had some store credit and some scratch cards for Eat Sleep Knit. And they are a favorite of mine for sure in terms of buying yarn online. I was trying to decide what to do with them, with the, the credits. And I went ahead and ordered that yarn this week and it came in on Friday. So I decided eventually to go with two skeins of fingering weight yarn. I did spend a little bit more than my gift card, but that's okay. I got a skein of Tosh Sock. And so that's the Madeline Tosh Superwash Merino Wool. It's 395 yards. And I got a colorway that's called Electric Rainbow. And it's a really cute speckly it's definitely a black base with just then all sorts of speckled neon colors in it sock yarn i have to go to vegas for work a week from tomorrow and i have decided that this electric rainbow sock yarn is the perfect yarn to bring to vegas so this will be my on the plane and in between meetings and at night when i'm exhausted knitting and I'm hoping I can crank out at least a sock. It's a very short flight, so there won't be as much on the plane time. Um, but that's what this yarn is going to be. It's gorgeous. The color is beautiful and I'm super excited about that one. And then the last one, I keep clinging my wine glass. I hope you guys are not annoyed by that. Um, the other one that I bought is I bought a skein of Western Sky Knits Magnolia Sock. I had bought two skeins of this last year when I was at Yarn Fest. And this one is a colorway that is called Stained Glass. And I would also call this, I mean, it's definitely a hand-painted. It's maybe not quite as speckly, but there is a little bit of speckle to it. It's an absolutely gorgeous color. So there is teal, big surprise, and then red. And then there are places where those, maybe there's some green that's actually in this, or maybe that's the way that things are coming together. There's certainly little bits of purple where the colors merged together. There's little bits of navy blue. And then there is quite a bit of white still in the skein. And these are going to be my mom's socks this year. I, I've gotten into the habit of knitting my mom a pair of socks every year. And I think I think she's going to be the recipient of this. I was toying back and forth with maybe what I might knit her out of this is a sock head hat. And I suppose I still have time to make up my mind about that because this is a merino cashmere nylon blend. Um, and there certainly is enough yardage, but it's a beautiful skein. And that is the latest enhancement to my stash. The only other thing that happened this week in terms of stash is stash that was not for me. But a dear friend of mine is having surgery on Thursday. And um, although she's very young, she has pretty severe arthritis and is having to have her hip replaced and so that's pretty scary she's pretty nervous 
and she's going to be not mobile um, for a lot of time over the next six weeks. So I was dropping my son off at her house for a sleepover last weekend, and we were chatting about it and, and about all the restrictions she'll be on. I said, you know, she's always talking about me wa wanting me to teach her to knit. And I said, maybe now is the perfect time for me to teach you to knit because you're going to be you're going to be stuck. And at least if you're stuck, you can feel like you've accomplished something. And she was totally on board. And she has two little girls who are 11 and 8. So they piped up and they were like, we want to learn too. So tomorrow afternoon, I'm going to go over there and teach them some basics. And so I ordered them yarn and I ordered needles um, just to get them started with all the right stuff. So I did go acrylic because, especially for the girls, I felt like, you know, they may lose interest. I didn't want her to have invested a lot of money in yarn. So I went with Knit Picks Brava, which is their worsted weight acrylic. It's a very soft acrylic, and it comes in a great selection of colors. And so my friend wanted gray. I got her their cobblestone heather. And the girls wanted pink and purple. I'm really sorry about the chair noise, you guys. Um, so for her daughter who wanted pink, I got rouge, which is the same color that I had knit my Force Awakens hat in. So it's a really great pink that I like a lot. And then her other daughter wanted purple and I got her their fairy tale colorway. And I actually think I own that color in a sock weight yarn as well that I had bought a couple years ago during their Black Friday sale. So that is... Um, it's going to be really fun tomorrow afternoon. I am planning to use the Tin Can Knits wheat pattern, which is a scarf, to teach them. So that the Tin Can Knits stuff, again, if you guys have not checked out their simple collection in particular, great for beginning knitters and people wanting to learn. They have a scarf, they have a hat, they have a cowl, and they have a pair of socks. I think the flax sweater is in there. So it's a great set of bursts. And I feel like the wheat scarf is a really good thing to use to teach somebody knit. We'll see if I'm right. But they start off and basically they have to knit three inches of garter stitch. And then it turns into an alternating pattern of little bits of garter stitch and little bits of one by one ribbing. So by the time they're done, they have cast on, they've knit garter, they've knit and purled little bits of sections, and they've kind of mastered the very basic things that they need to do um, a little bit of knitting. So we'll see. I went ahead and cast each of these on for them. Um, one of the things I had read, and I think it's right there on the Tin Can Knits tutorial, is it, or maybe I read something at some point about teaching, teaching people to knit, and they talk about how frustrating casting on can be for a new knitter and how hard the first couple of rows of knitting are for any beginner because you don't have that fabric to really like grab onto. So I knit them each an inch of garter stitch. You only knit cast on with this wheat scarf, you cast on 35 stitches. So I cast on the stitches for them and I, I knit them each about an inch and we'll see how it goes. I'm hopeful that they'll really like it. I bought them each a pair of size 8 16 inch Knit Picks circular needles in the Caspian set, which is that gorgeous set of blue needles and so they've got everything that they need to get started and we'll see how tomorrow goes but I think that'll be a really fun way to spend an afternoon with my friend actually attending I have a lot of fun things coming up 
over the next several weeks that I wanted to fill you guys in on. Um, the first one is actually something that I don't think that I am going to manage to attend, but Emily had texted me after we had coffee the other day, and Susan B. Anderson is going to be at Fancy Tiger. She is doing a book signing for her new kids' toys book, I think it is, at Fancy Tiger on March the 1st, and as much as I would really, really, really love to go to that, because it combines a lot of my favorite things, uh, that's the night of the presidential caucuses here in Colorado, and I... Um, I don't want to talk about politics on the podcast, but I do believe very strongly that it's important for people to participate in the process, no matter what your beliefs are. That's, I guess that's my belief, is that, that participation is important. So I'll be caucusing instead of going to the Susan B. Anderson thing. But if you're local and you're looking for something great to do, that is um, Tuesday night, March the 1st. I believe it's at seven o'clock she's doing the book signing and I think that Emily and Sarah are going so um, if you see them while you're there tell them hi from me next up would be um, interweave yarn fest so that is an event that I attended last year and really enjoyed and I'm taking a couple of great classes with them so that's March 31st to April 3rd in Loveland Colorado there are a great number of classes. I'm sure that at this point, because I feel like this is about the point last year that I found out about Yarnfest, I think that the, the classes are probably starting to sell out. So if you guys are interested in um, taking classes at Yarnfest, I would definitely encourage you to um, check that out quickly and go ahead and get signed up. I am taking a class on Thursday, March 31st called Building Your Design Career, that's with Dora Orenstein, um, and that's in the morning. And then on Friday, I am taking a design masterclass with Shirley Payton. So that's a 9 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. class. It's going to be awesome. I'm super excited. And then I'm pretty sure that I will be up there over the weekend with, you know, various friends to check out the marketplace and, and do that kind of thing. So if you're going to Yarnfest and you want to meet up, please let me know and I would love to catch up with you guys there. Next thing that I know for sure is happening that I will definitely be participating in again this year is Yarn Along the Rockies. Yarn Along the Rockies is a yarn crawl here in Colorado and it is August 20th to the 28th, 2016. So if you're local and you're looking to do Yarn Along the Rockies, give me a shout. I do think that I'm going to try to time um, the next, well, maybe not the next Knit Nosh. There might be one in between, but a Knit Nosh event um, with Yarn Along the Rockies. And I actually have a meeting this Tuesday night to start to talk through the details of that. So stay tuned. But that's my hope. I'm actually targeting um, Tuesday, I'm sorry, Saturday, August 27th for a Knit Nosh event. Um, timed along with Yarn Along on the Rockies. And last but certainly not least, I am starting to put together plans to go to Rhinebeck this year, you guys. So I am really just the preliminary stages of figuring that out, but that is something I would very much like to do. And I, um, I have my fingers crossed that I will get to. And then this is completely not knitting related, but it is something that I am attending that I was excited about. I wanted to share with you guys this week. So every year at work, 
I have to go to Las Vegas for a large conference put on by my company. And I don't enjoy Vegas very much. Vegas is not really my style. Uh, maybe I would enjoy it more if I was actually there getting to enjoy it. But instead, what it basically turns into for me is um, 14 hours of really exhausting work and then crashing in a hotel. But I am pretty excited this year about a couple of things about my conference. So I think I may have finally found the perfect hotel. I've stayed at some beautiful hotels in Las Vegas. We used to stay at the Palazzo one year I got upgraded because I was I had special um, special and difficult conference responsibilities. I got upgraded to this insane room at the Palazzo. Um, and last year I stayed at the Bellagio, which is a beautiful um, hotel as well. But this year I'm staying at Vidara, which apparently has no smoking and no casino, which is this girl's style. So I'm very excited about that. Um, I have a bunch of... Uh, young team members in my group who are coming to the, con the conference and they all booked New York, New York. And I was like, you guys, the only perk we get out of these crazy, insane long work days is that you could stay in an awesome, great hotel and you are staying at New York, New York. But I'll be um, in my gorgeous room at Badara, probably knitting some socks. The thing I'm most, 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 most excited about is every year, they hire some sort of great entertainment. And I've seen some really, really fun concerts over the years um, at this conference. So a couple years ago, one year I saw the Goo Goo Dolls, and that was fun. The next year I saw Matchbox 20, and they were amazing. If you guys ever get a chance to see Matchbox 20 in concert, do it. I was, I was mildly interested, you know, when we were heading off to the concert and then I had a blast. It was so much fun. And then two years ago we saw, they had two bands. So we saw Elvis Costello, which is awesome. And Fall Out Boy, which was really fun. Um, and last year I ended up, um, on the floor at Aerosmith, which was crazy and super fun. So, I kept thinking to myself, what the heck are they going to do this year to top Aerosmith? And the entertainment, it sounds goofy because it's like it's like a technology conference, um, but the entertainment ends up being important. Um, one of our key competitors is Oracle. Oracle does a conference called Open World, and they bring in basically like a music festival. They, they rename a park in San Francisco, and they call it like Oracle Performance Park, and one year my friend went and she got to see Pearl Jam and all these great things. So they do always try to make sure it's kind of like a key competitive thing for this conference. They try to make sure they bring in somebody great. And I am going to get to see Sir Elton John. So I'm totally excited. I know it has nothing to do with knitting and I'm done blathering on about work now. But um, if you guys are thinking about me on Wednesday the 24th, I will be at Elton John, and I'm super, super psyched. I'm also hoping to catch a show. Um, last year, I got to see Michael Jackson 1 at the Mandalay Bay, and if you are in Las Vegas, if you're going to Las Vegas, if that is in your travel plans at all, um, skip any other show in Las Vegas and go see the Michael Jackson 1 show. I had such a blast. It was so fun. It was so cool and innovative and a little bit different than some of the other um, shows that I've been to because I, I try to catch a show every year when I go for this conference and the only other one that I think even compares from an entertainment value is um, a couple years ago maybe in my first year that I went to this conference 
my friend and I went to see O, which is at the Bellagio, and it's the Cirque du Soleil that involves water, and that one also insane. So anyways, that's a little non-knitting Las Vegas-related content, and uh, I'm heading out there in a little over a week and hoping to uh, enjoy it a little more than I usually do with those couple of little perks. So that's it for attending. Next up, I have a review for you guys that I am really excited about. Interweave Press sent me one of their brand new books. I had actually requested this book before it was published, and it came in the mail a couple of weeks ago. And so I'm very excited about New Directions in Sock Knitting. This is 18 innovative designs knitted from every which way. It is a collaboration that I guess is edited by Ann Bud. She gets credit as the author, but there are patterns in here from um, quite a few different uh, sock designers. This book retails for $26.99 in the U.S. and $29.99 in Canada. And again, this is an Interweave Press publication. Ann Bud is local. She lives in Boulder, which is 15, 20 minutes from my house. So we hear a lot about Ann Bud um, at local events. And I am pretty excited about this book, I'm not going to lie. So like I said, there are 18 different sock patterns in the book. There are seven that are top-down construction, four that are toe-up, and then there are seven that are what they refer to as other types of construction, and there are some pretty cool things in here. The first thing, right off the bat, if you've been listening for a while or if you've listened to the back episodes, last year at Yarnfest, the class that I was super excited about was I took, took two classes with Kate Atherley. One was her custom-fit sock class, and the other was this War and Peace socks, where you knit um, one sock, two socks, on the same needle at the same time, and basically one sock inside the other. And it's it's a technique that she um, developed based on one line in War and Peace, where they talk about the fact that the nanny could do this and then magically pull the one sock from outside, inside of the other one, and ta-da, two socks. So she talks about it as kind of a master class for, um, for sock knitters, or she calls it like the Mount Everest of sock knitting. And I really enjoyed the class. It was a lot of fun. It was a fun challenge. I did finish the samples from the class, and I have a pair of socks cast on in that fashion. I was talking to my friend Anna about it the other day. Our kids are in black belt class together, and I need to pull those out and take a look at them. So there are a couple things, uh, you know, I spent $100 for the class last year at Yarnfest to learn this technique. And so you can get that in this book. What you miss out on is the charming Kate Atherley, who is lovely and who I had so much fun spending a couple of afternoons with. So can't really put a price tag on that. But if you just wanted the technique, it is available in this book. One of the things she does that I think is very clever in this particular sample is um, the socks are, she, the, the pattern is actually titled mirror socks. So she's got two different variegated yarns. One is mostly pink and one is mostly green. So um, sock A has a pink cuff and a green body and a pink heel and toe. And the other one has a green cuff, heel and toe and a pink body. So if you were ever to try this particular technique, it's absolutely important that you 
have some way to distinguish the different yarns. When I took the class, we did it. We did little baby socks and worsted weights. So it wasn't like it was like a like a real sock. Um, but it's really important that sock A and sock B not be the same color. Now, for me, when I tried this technique, my gauge is very different. You're basically double knitting. And what I realized through a couple of different things that I did at Yarnfest last year is that my knit gauge and my purl gauge are not the same. And you're essentially knitting the one side, the one sock, you're knitting the stitches and you are knitting it right side out. And the second sock, you're purling most of the stitches and so you're knitting it inside out. And my my sock that was primarily purled is turning out bigger than my sock that is primarily knit. So my knit, my purl gauge is looser, I think is, is the short way of saying that very long thing I just said. So my plan, and I, it's a project that's just kind of sit, sitting upstairs, but like I said, maybe I'll work on it while, while my son's at black belt class, right? It could be my black belt knitting, um, is to knit, to do this twice and end up with four socks two separate pairs so that the the knit socks would be a pair and the purled socks would be a pair but I, I couldn't necessarily ever take the knit sock and the purl sock and make them one pair because the gauge is pretty wildly different so anyways um I'm a fan of this whole idea I'm a fan of this whole technique I'm a fan of Kate Atherley and to me just that might be worth picking up this this whole book there's a couple of other great ones there's one here that uses the sweet tomato heel which is one I've heard quite a lot about and part of the technique of this book, this particular sock, is that you reinforce various sections by holding double a um, fingering weight and a lace weight yarn. So that's a cat boardy one, and so that's pretty cool. So she starts off the book, right, with the big hitters. Um, there's a very cute sock called Crystalline that has just some interesting textures to it. Um, and then there's a sock called Bertha, which is cute because this is a multicolor pattern and they are basically like my inversible socks that I'm finishing right now. Um, it, they, the socks are the inverse of the other. So um, in the book, one is blue and gold and the other is gold and blue. Then we get into, um, there are some cute cabled socks that I like very much. And then they, she gets into the, um, the toe up socks and I don't do a lot of toe-up sock knitting, but I'm starting to feel like maybe I should go ahead and give that a try. Some of these are very cute. There's one that is mitered triangles. There's one that is called crossfade, and that is a beautiful cabled sock. There's an intarsia sock called harlequin. And the other day I was thinking, gosh, that sock, that intarsia sock, could be the perfect use for some of my odds and ends and bits and bobs of leftover sock yarn. So it's cute. I, I don't know, but I will try it. I do try to commit to you guys that I will knit something out of every book. Um, that Harlequin sock is not, not the thing I've necessarily selected, but um, it's got potential. And then there's a gorgeous sock in the toe-up section that's called Cumulus. And I think the thing that I like about this so much is obviously it's named for clouds, but she picked, um, the pattern is by Carissa Browning. She picked the most beautiful yarn that really does make you think of clouds. It's Dream and Color Smooshy, and the colorway is called Some Summer Sky. 
and it is gorgeous. And so just to see the photographs in this book, this particular sock, I'll try to link to it in the show notes. I'm sure on Ravelry there's a picture. Um, but they really do make you think about clouds, and it's so literal and yet so perfect at the same time. Then they get into the funky constructions, which are really pretty neat. So there's a whole chapter here um, with seven different socks that are all knit different directions. So the first one is called U-Turn. This one is knit in a self-striping sock. Um, and the foot looks very traditionally striped. But then when you get to the leg of the stripe, the front of it is um, horizontal stripes and the back of the leg is vertical stripes. So really, really cute, really interesting. Haven't really dug into it myself to understand the techniques that are used to make it work that way. There's a sock called Zigzag. Um, and so what's cute about this one is this one is... I guess you could call it a self-striping, although it looks almost more like a gradient yarn. This one is Twisted Fiber Arts Tasty. Um, and it says self-striping and then a mini skein. So I guess they would, it, it's not as traditionally stripey, I guess is what I would say. Um, but you start up knitting the leg sideways in chevrons and then the foot is, um, I don't know why it's not sideways it's normal <laughs> but also chevroned and so it's really cute um and uh there's a whole long paragraph here about the construction that I don't want to spoil but very very cute and the zigzags are cute and a lot of these play off self-striping yarns in really great ways so if you like self-striping yarn and you're a little bit tired of vanilla socks um these would be some great things to try out there's one here called boomerang so this one, it says the back leg, heel, and sole of these socks are worked in one piece. It's shaped like a boomerang. And then the top of the foot and the front of the leg are worked in lace. And then they join that into the into a tube. And it's very cute. This is also a um, self-striping. And so this one, they used the Scott and C Felix self-striping. Um, and the colorway, I guess, is called boomerang. And it's green and rose and lavender. It's very cute. So what's interesting here is, again, the self-striping um, runs from the toe, the stripes run from the toe all the way up the back of the leg. And then down the front, it's lace with the yarn stripes in a more traditional way. So very, very cute. Um, these, ones, these ones are adorable. There's one called Seed Beds. And so this one is a seed stitch pattern and it's got a reinforced foot, so they're real squishy. So I think those are very, very cute. Also a little bit chevrony looking, although that's more um, more about the texture um, on this one of stockinette versus seed stitch. There's one here called Vanishing Point. And so this, again, is a self-striping yarn. It's Oh, it's a gradient, sorry. Black Trillium Fibers Gradient Yarn Lilt Sock is what she used. And it's five shades, and boy, this this one is 635 yards. I don't I don't imagine that you'd use 635 yards on a pair of socks, especially these are not very long, but they're really cute, and it's just a really interesting um, 
construction. You end up with a diamond on the top of the foot. Um, I will say, especially there is a diagram here. I'm just going to go ahead and say it's a little it's a little Georgia O'Keeffe. And probably you guys know what I'm thinking about. That That was what it made me think of when I saw it. But the construction of it themselves, it's really pretty cool. And this would be a fun one to try as well if you had a neat gradient yard that you didn't know what to do with. Um, there's a pattern called Square Socks. And that one is also very interesting looking. I think they must have used yeah, two different colors in this one. And they are also, again, this is something that's kind of done in the inverse, one sock versus the other. So that's very cute. The one that I am thinking about knitting is actually the last pattern in the book. And so it is called Smoky Zigzags. And so the, the designer here is Natalia Vasilieva. I hope I pronounced that correctly. And here, I'm just going to read you a little of her description. It says, do you love to buy self-striping yarns but are tired of using them for plain vanilla socks? Continue to explore the theme I started with her, my exotic whirlpool socks, which is a free pattern at Ravelry. Um, they are anything but plain. They are worked side to side in garter stitch, increases and decreases, form chevrons that are strategically placed to produce the traditional knitted in the round sock shape. Ending with a row of grafting that mimics the chevron pattern, the sock construction requires a leap of faith. So I looked through this one a little bit because I really do think that I will give this a shot. I have some lollipop yarn self-striping in my stash in the Tranquility colorway, which is blues and grays, and that very much mirrors um, the sample sock in the book. And I, I think it could be really, really fun. Um, and the thing that I liked about this is she does... It is not at all a traditional um, construction. It's knit in tiers. I, I haven't read enough to know for sure what that means. But they definitely give you four different sizes um, based on your foot circumference. So about four and a quarter, I'm sorry, five and a quarter, six and a quarter, seven and three quarters, or eight and three quarters. Uh, and they do talk about um, what centimeter foot circumference that means and what the length of that would be so using all those custom fit sock sort of thinking but in a very non-traditional construction so I think that one looks really really cool I think that could be a lot of fun to play around with it's certainly not um, the type of thing that I'll be able to do as just um, my you know my sock knitting tends to be my relaxation but this pattern is I think six pages long in the book seven pages long in the book. So it's a lot. There is a whole technique section at the back and a glossary and, and um, terms. There's a uh, simplified Kitchener stitch. There's a tubular bind off, backward loop cast on. So lots of different interesting um, techniques for cast ons of bind offs. I think that interweave is really good about that. Um, so it's got a really nice um, really nice illustrated glossary at the back. So I would definitely recommend this book if you're interested in taking your sock knitting in different directions. If socks are something you love and you just want to try something new, check this out again. This is New Directions in Sock Knitting. It's an interweave press book by Ann Budd, and it is 
$26.99 US and $29.99 in Canada. Last up, guys, I know it's been a long episode, but I wanted to spend a little time and talk about knit-alongs and giveaways. I do still have a thread open in the Ravelry group for the Color Wheel Knits um, knit-along. That is a knit-along that I'm hoping that we can kind of just leave open for fun based on the Vera Valimaki book Color Wheel Knits that I reviewed a couple of episodes ago. I am a total slacker, and I have not knit on any of the zillions of things from that book that I want to knit, but I keep promising myself that I'm going to. So um, join in if you're interested. It's a great book. I definitely recommend you guys check it out, and um, I keep promising myself I'm going to cast on a hat, and I may even do that tomorrow. So um, keep your eyes on that one. More importantly, the Knit Nosh Along is still going on. So the Knit Nosh Along kicked off in January right after Knit Nosh happened, and it will run until April 1st. So there's still tons of time, you guys, if you want to knit along. I did this one a little bit differently. I have some great prizes from my Knit Nosh sponsors. So each of the sponsors donated a skein of yarn. There is a skein of Bijou Basin Ranch Lhasa um, Wilderness, which is their um, bamboo and yak sport weight. It's a teal color. I have a skein of MJ Yarns Silk and Decay in Phoenix, which is a beautiful red colorway. I have a skein of Nerd String Merino Decay in Sunrise. So interestingly enough, lots of reds, but they're all, each one, I mean, they're so different from each other, and they're so gorgeous. And then I have... Um, a skein of Scandalous Anna, which is her new Targi Worsted Weight yarn, and the colorway is called Come Along Pond, also a beautiful red. And then I have a small project bag from um, Katie at Modular Modular, who was one of our vendors at Knit Nosh, and I have been working my new Inversible Socks out of one of Katie's uh, project bags that she was kind enough to gift to me. Um, at the event, and I love it. It's beautiful. The bag she gave me has cute little constellations on it, but it's really, I want to say, having worked in the bag now, it's really well constructed, and um, I love it very much. The bag that she gifted is bigger than the bag that she gave me, and so um, this is the, the one that I have is her Notion size bag, and it's definitely the right size for a pair of socks. But um, the small project bag she donated for the Knit Along Prize would be big enough for a slightly even larger project. So great prizes, you guys. Here's how you can play along and potentially win some prizes. So the Knit Along will run until April 1st, um, and you can earn points for doing different things. So if you cast on a new project with yarn from Bijou Basin Ranch, MJ Yarns, Nerd, or Scandalous, you can earn 10 points. If you knit something with samples from the event, if you were lucky enough to attend Knit Nosh with us in January, then you could um, earn five points for knitting something with your samples. And that's five points per project. So if you knit more than one thing with your samples, you are entered, you can earn more than five points, five points each time, I guess. And there are some really fun things on Instagram. If you look up hashtag Knit Nosh, um, people have done cup cozies. Um, a friend of mine is knitting socks with all of her samples. Another gal took her beautiful, beautiful hand spun and combined that with her samples and knit a hat that is gorgeous. 
And so there have been lots of really, really fun ideas um, that you can check out with the hashtag on Instagram. If you finish a project knit from your um, sponsor company yarn, you get 25 points. That does not include anything that you knit with the samples because those are itty bitty. So brand new project, you know, knit from a, a full skein of yarn. If you use a modular modular project bag with a newly cast on project, you get 10 points for that. And if you knit with uh, one of the patterns that was gifted at the event, you um, can get five points for that. If you post photos of your project on Instagram and tag them, hashtag knitnosh, you get one point for that. And if you post photos of any project that you're working on in your project bag that you got at knitnosh and tag it, hashtag knitnosh, you get one point per, per photo. So, um... Anyways, I hope this is a fun way to do the knit along. I hope that those of you who attended Knit Nosh will jump in and knit along with us. And if you didn't make it to Knit Nosh, I really do still hope that you will knit along with us because the yarns are amazing. And I think this will be a lot of fun. And like I said, you'll have the opportunity to win some great prizes. So I'll keep you guys posted. I knit my little samples up a couple of weeks ago. I haven't focused on Knit Nosh along um, with all of this football and Star Wars ending I've had to be doing, but I, I'm considering casting something on in the next couple of days with, um, with my MJ yarns worsted. So I'll keep you posted and I think that's it for knit alongs. So guys, I think that's it for this episode. Thank you as always for listening. Thank you for those of you who have reached out either through social media or on the Ravelry group. Um, especially, I want to say thank you for a couple of new star ratings um, and written reviews of the podcast on iTunes. Um, I wanted to say thank you this time to Handy Candy, um, who gave me a nice um, review and write-up last week on iTunes. If you guys enjoy the podcast and would like to help other people find it and listen to it as well, those iTunes star ratings and reviews make a big difference in terms of people's ability to find the podcast. So that means a lot to me. And those of you who have, thank you. And those of you who might consider doing it later, thank you in advance. Uh, you guys can always follow the podcast on 